podcast. What's it called? Don't worry. Bye. Happy with Harriet Diver. Here's my podcast. My podcast. By uh, what's it called these days? Is it P Diddy? Why would you listen to P Diddy? No, do, do you know what? He's done some good ones. I mean, I think going so bold with a statement like that so early in the podcast will guarantee you no listeners whatsoever. Maybe you're right, but I'm a renegade, so I shan't change. What is wrong with you today? Well, I'll tell you what's wrong with me today. This happens to everyone, doesn't it? When um, when it's someone's birthday. There's always leftovers, so I've I've just eaten a lot of cake, and it's very early on in the day. I've had cake for breakfast. Yeah, you did. You had crumpet. You had cake. Then you felt bad that you'd had cake at eight o'clock in the morning. So then you had crumpets, uh, which also aren't really great, are you? Very stodge, are you? That's like you were talking to a crumpet. Maybe I'm talking to a crumpet. You can't see. You know the boss of me. Wind your neck in. Then for lunch, I had more cake. Followed with, and I know my boyfriend, he knew that I would be all over the cake. So he's like, (laughs) he's divided the cake into two pieces, which I'm assuming means his piece and my piece. So I'm not, I'm going to go, what, what was I lying from you? I just thought it was, I thought it was just the dime bar, did it? Because it was a dime, so I've just had, so I had Cadbury's flake cake and I had a dime bar cake. Have you had dime bar cake? It's a weird cake. It's good cake, but it's weird. So it's like frozen. So you get it in the frozen section, but when it's defrosted, it's not soft. Do you know what I mean? Like all of its singular components stand up by themselves. So then it's still solid, but it's got like the very bottom is like cakey, and then that's not getting like wet or soft. Yeah, it's a weird cake. And I'll tell you what, what let what let it down. I, I think it's tasty and everything, but I'll tell you, this is exactly what's let it down. The only dime bar bits are like little crispy bits on top. Whereas to nail it, because there's like creamy... Wow, is it creamy? I'd say it's like mascarpone It's like yellowy thick, sort of. But thick as in texture not as in measurements so i mean like it anyway so i'd say instead of that they should have the two layers of the the dime bar slices instead of just a few little knobbly bits on top you get yourself down there really imagine you're like an armadillo just going up looking at that cake like rolling its eyes and just walking off like really slowly that could be your advert no because the armadillo hasn't liked the cake well maybe you redo the cake and then you do that and then it's fine because your cake is now better there you go that's what he did before we made it better you can have that thank you don't worry about it nice one so yeah so i've been having, i'll tell you what's annoying as well i've so i've been getting up i've been writing new bits wrote a cracking bit this morning and then i just went oh that's definitely something that would be good so I've gone to write it down on my page and in between minimising 
the whatever I was on and then opening the page to write, I've bloody forgotten what it was. And obviously, when that happens, does it? When you forget what something is, you automatically think it's better than it was. So I'm just so pissed off that I've forgotten. So then I thought, well, no, because being pissed off isn't going to jog your memory and get back what it was. So then I tried doing, like, calm breathing to try and remind myself what it was. Nothing yet. So I'm hoping during this podcast, think of it and I can write it down. Isn't that mad, though? Between, like, how quick you can forget stuff. Really annoying. Do you know what I do that's annoying? I think this is annoying, what I do to people. If I've sent you an email and you haven't replied for, like, at least a week, I'll just email the same email. Is that annoying? Because I think it's annoying to not reply. It's fucking annoying. Especially when... Okay, so here's an example. But I don't think... No, if the guy's listening, he's going to think I'm saying he's annoying. I'm not saying he's annoying. I think he's a very nice guy because I've just spoken to him. But... Yeah, so so I'll tell you what so I'll tell you what it was. So doing this gig and I mean I think he's told me, but I don't think I actually put it all together. So I'm doing a gig and it's essentially for an for a ladies over sixty five lunch, right? So quite elderly ladies. And so the guy's asked me to do it, he wanted like an hour and a half and I said just like forty five forty five minutes is enough or something like that and then he goes and I was quite happy. He goes, do you know what? He apparently did a course and like, people about how people's attention can can wane after forty five minutes. So that's and because so many people they want they want a book. I think because they see like, even comedians like even like the specials on TV are they forty five minutes to an hour? Like yeah, I think someone like I don't know Jason Manford, Sarah Millican or something. They'll do forty five. Does he do forty five minutes? Yeah, maybe forty. They'll have the warm-up acts, and then, yeah, probably. But then they'll often be, like, their Edinburgh shows. There's a lot different. There's a lot of difference between someone that's, that knows who you are and is invested in your show. For instance, if someone came to see my show in Edinburgh, they'd have a lovely time. Well, hopefully. <laughs> well, all right, it passes. Excuse me. So often they'd have a lovely time. But if but you, you know what you're going, and you're in Edinburgh, so you expect an hour from people, do you know what I mean? If I'm going to a ladies' lunch or anything, like, they don't know who I am. And often, an Edinburgh show will have an arc, and a, and you kind of need to be on board. It's not someone that they don't know is just coming into a... Because often, Edinburgh shows are about your life. Anyway, so I said, do 45 minutes. So, it's all's fine. And then he goes, um... So this has been booked in for for a long time as well. And then he goes, uh, nothing too risque, right? So now I've messaged back and I've said, you have, like, I don't think I'm particularly risque, but I'd definitely, definitely be a few swears. And then I was thinking, you know, because it's for over, like a whole room of over 65 year old ladies. So I just said, you have seen, like, seen my act though and you know what you're booking sort of thing. And then nothing for for like a week, and now it's really approaching. So I was, so I just sent sent the see the same email again, and then he's just rang me, saying because uh, there's a difference as well between like because I'm definitely he's like well are you blue well he, so here's the thing so he says he hasn't seen my act, so I've said oh so you just completely booked it blind. And he's like, yeah, and he goes, and I can't look at it now. I said, well, why not? And he goes, I don't know how to work a computer. I was like, fuck it, Al. But he should, because I've, 
you know, I'm, I'm definitely not that offensive, but I would just never want to ruin. So a lot of people would be like, oh, fuck it, I'll do whatever, just want the money in there. But I wouldn't, you know, a lovely old lady. I think as well with elderly people, you know, a lot of them have seen a lot and done wonderful things for the country. And then you've got, I mean, I, I'm not the sort, but imagine, you know, some comedians that are fucking filthy and horrible and not particularly nice. Won't do that, but I'm a bit anxious. But anyway, but he spoke to the committee and they said, well, is she booked now? And he said, he said yes. And they said, well, just sort of see it through. So I'm just going to go over what I'm doing and make sure. Because that's another thing. All my references are quite modern. So I was just thinking just then, I was like, oh, I'll do my badge a bit. But then I just realised the punchline is Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. It depends on you knowing the socks of it. So I'm just going to have to dissect everything, really. Funny though, isn't it? It's a funny old game. And then he goes, because he'd be trying to get more than 45 minutes out of me. And he just told me just then, he goes, well, Ken Doll, they'll do four hours. I said, Jimmy's not going to do it for the, for the fucking money that you're giving me. Uh, anyway. So I'm going to let you know how that goes. That's next That's next week. So I'll let you know how that goes. I'm sure there'll be a story. Oh, God, I didn't remember that bit, you know. Harry, it'll come. Calm yourself. Calm your cockles. All right, I will. So have you been well? Have you had a nice week? I've, I've done, been doing really well. I've done some good gigs. I've kind of, um, like, there's some places in the country, I'm sure all comedians will tell you this, some places that you just... You just have bad gigs, and it used to be when I first started Liverpool. But touch wood, I haven't had a bad gig there for a long time. Harry, you shouldn't say that because you're busy now tomorrow. You don't want to jinx it. Yeah, but the club I'm doing it at is amazing. So, yeah, I don't know what that was. Whether when that changed, I think Liverpool is one of those places where everyone seems to be very sort of cocksure. Of who they are, so it's a bit like if you show fear, then they won't like you. But yeah, I think that's and I, and I think as well because where I was struggling Liverpool before was a place where you, all the girls just were like so waggy. And I think one of the main things was that when I was going on stage, people were just looking at me, going, "What the what the fuck is this? This isn't a woman. This isn't women. How we know them?" Whereas the place that I often gig at there now don't really. Well, I don't even think it's that, Harry. I think it's just you're, you're better now and you know how to... You can play a room. I think I think that's it. And I think Liverpool audience is like sort of self-deprecating... I don't know. I don't know. But you see how it goes. That's all you've, all you've got to do. What was the point? What was the point in that? Anyway. Oh, yeah. So, so at the weekend, I gigged in Stoke. Stoke-on-Trent. Is Stoke... Stoke-on-Trent and Stoke, are they different? Is there a Stoke and a Stoke-on-Trent? No, I think Stoke is Stoke-on-Trent abbreviated. Anyway, so I've just had shit gigs in Stoke, man. Like, really shit. So, I was a bit worried, in fact, for this gig that I did on uh, Saturday. Wasn't it? Yeah, was it Friday or Saturday? Friday. No, sa- Saturday. But then, because I thought, I don't know why... I'll tell you why, because it was a charity gig. Often charity gigs are looked like in working men's clubs or somewhere like that, so I was a bit worried about it. But then when I got there, I was like, oh, it's a theatre. Like, touch wood, I rarely die at a theatre. Like, I think 
Well, theatre's the arts, isn't it? People are sat down, they're facing you, they want to see a show, like, that's a theatre gig. So the same with art centres, like, love art centre gigs. Like, often, many, like, proper club comments, they'll tell you the other way round. Like, they, they, like, thrive off the, you know, sort of working men's clubs, places like that. But, well, different horses for different courses, isn't it? <laughs> I think I've never used that phrase before ever in my life, but it seemed fitting. I'm not entirely sure what it means, but I reckon it fitted in there. So yeah, so I get there, I get to this theatre and there's this like um, like foyer and people are getting their drinks from the box office and then I can hear fucking numbers and I'm like, oh my God, is that bingo? That's not a good sign. And then I'm like, fuck, is this where the show's going to be? There's just a man in the corner of this foyer shouting out bingo numbers. And it and it wasn't, thank God. Because then, then I went to the box office not to get a drink, to ask box office questions. And they go, well, round, go round the back to the stage door. I was like, oh, the moment I had stage door, I was like, praise the Lord. And it was great. But it was also one of those gigs where you felt like it could turn any minute. But that was simply because I was told that, like, pretty much, because it was a charity gig, everyone was there sort of for the charity. Sort of comedy was perhaps a bit of the second thing. So, so they weren't regular comedy audience. But I fucking got them. But... So it was a great gig, but then I was saying, like, so I said afterwards, I said how it felt like at times, like it could have turned. And then we were talking about, so I was like, I guess I shouldn't take it as a bad thing when people are just getting up to get drinks and going to the toilet and stuff. And then someone said, yeah, but they can hold, they can hold in for like, you know, 10 minutes whilst the act's finishing or, do you know what I mean? And that is, that is it. It's like manners. You don't, like... I'd go watch a theatre show. I mean, I haven't been to the theatre in fucking years, but back in the day, I'd have a few drinks beforehand and I'd be busted for the toilet. But in my head, it was just rude. So I'd just stay in and I'd be, like, doubled up in pain, but I'd just watch the show. And I think that's a lot of, like, difference these days. People just don't really give a fuck about anything. And there's, yeah, there's no manners. It's a shame, really. But overall definitely a win and i was very happy because like i said i've had a shit time in stoke on trent previously so yeah so that was good also i'll tell you this it's i remember seeing it on the internet a while ago and then sort of didn't see didn't see sort of what was happening after but then just saw a clip on um a clip from this morning so this this Lovely footballer, ever so softly spoken, bless him. I mean, it's footballer, so I no doubt he's had a life and a half. But then, Harry, you shouldn't generalise. Yeah, but maybe that's why a lot of why he's going through what is... Come on, just stick to the... Okay, so, basically, this footballer, ex-footballer, Clark Carlyle, a, a few months ago now, there was, on social media, people were, like, sharing it, looking for him, because he disappeared disappeared and he's you know had a lot of history with mental health problems and he's he's oh his poor pregnant wife didn't know where he was and all this business and i didn't know that in 2014 he tried to throw himself in front of i think it was in front of a bloody lorry so and then after that he's he started a foundation called the Clark Carlisle Foundation for Dual Diagnosis and it's helped to it's there to help raise awareness of mental health issues, especially in men. I think it's really good that you know, a sports personality's doing this and you know, he's been quite in the public eye, seems like a lovely chap and it's about substance abuse as well, so I'm assuming that that's what he's 
you know, been through. And I am at, like, I don't know the ins and outs of his life, but I'm assuming the, the mental stress for being launched in a- anything in the public eye, football, acting, whatever, being launched and then suddenly, you know, not being and then maybe not having the massive amount of money that you had. You know, a lot of people go, oh, well, well, you know, boo-hoo. But that's that's a big, like, I remember once this guy that was in um, On Big Brother said that he started something for people that have come out of that because there's, there was no aftercare and um, especially of oh, not so much now but back in the day these ordinary people were just like there was just such massive celebrities overnight like remember the days of like Nasty Nick and that like it like he was like such a like a hated person but he just tried to win it again like it was a game show but anyway so this so this Clark he's he's well he's vanished to go and kill himself in September and his family trying to tr- track him down and he's gone gone to a park like in in the dark to to yeah to kill himself and then um and then the stranger came up to him and said I hope, I hope you don't mind are you are you Clark Carlisle and the guy called Clark had um you know didn't have his phone or anything and so didn't know that you know everyone was trying to find him on on online and then the guy was like yeah your family trying to help you are you all right and then he said yeah yeah i'm all right and then the guy's gone and then he's come back and gone no i, I can't leave you i don't think you're up you are and uh unbeknown to clark this guy has only just lost a friend of his because of suicide in mad mad isn't it they have those paths of you know, you can say that's a coincidence, whatever, but I feel like that's sort of meant to be. This guy's just gone through that, come across him, and sat down with him and then managed to sort of talk him out of it, and then he's gone back to his family. I mean, I just... Oh, bless him, he was just wandering around Liverpool trying to find somewhere to kill himself that wouldn't affect a member of the public or traumatise anyone. <sighs> I just hope he's all right now. He doesn't really say... I hope so. You get a lot of the people, you know, that have charities and that, but they've still got, you know, they've well, their brains are still in their heads, aren't they? So yeah, so check out the Clark Carlisle Foundation for dual diagnosis if 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 you can, and yeah, I might look at cases. Well, he's talking. I think usually if people are talking about it, like he's on this morning saying about it, and oh, good. Yeah, so he was in the hospital for for a couple of weeks. But it seems he's a little bit better now. I hope so. Oh, dear. I think it's always good as well, isn't it, when a footballer talks about something like this or, or a rugby player or, or someone in sport. Because there still is a stigma thinking, oh, you know... You're not, you're not a proper man if you, you, know, if you think like that. Oh, fuck off. You are. You definitely are. People's people. People have tough times. Brains are cunts. Whether you're inside a bloody man's head or a woman's head or a dog's head, the dogs suffer with you know, I think. I think what happened there Harriet, was that you had a really good point and were quite articulate, and then you fucked it up to try and. Were you trying to make a joke? What were you trying to do? Well, I don't know actually. And thanks for your concern, but I'll be fine. So. Also. What's been happening? Oh, well, well, in fact, this leads on to that. I thought, oh, we'll have a laugh about this. So I found this article about this man with a three-foot dick that has had an operation. This wasn't funny at all. It was ever, ever so sad. He has poor growth on this man's willies and te- willy, willies. Well, could make a lot of willies out of three-foot worth. 
So, basically, you have this poor guy in Africa. He's got a three-foot dick, a massive... Well, it's all... It's a big growth, but it's ruined his life. Like, he's had to be bed-bound, can't walk around with it. He had to quit school, everyone just takes the piss. And he's a really, like... The interview... He's like a proper, fun, charismatic guy. And... But he's an orphan, hasn't got the money to get it sorted out. And then, well, they didn't said his neighbour posted a picture of it all on social media, and I was thinking, the fuck is this neighbour? I'd be like, you can fuck off. Fucking next-door neighbour, no, 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 showing them a bloody, taking a picture of my massive, massive witch and whacking it on the bloody internet. But, well, it turned out, love thy neighbour. And it turned out that someone saw it that knew a surgeon or something, but they've got it sorted out, so then they've literally just taken it all away. And in three months' time, he'll have a, he'll have a normal-sized dick. Just thinking, though, if you had a three-foot dick, you'd be a bit pissed off if they didn't leave you with quite a good-sized dick. Do you know what I mean? Imagine if they left you with a shit small dick. You'd be like, guys, you had three foot to work from here. I guess, you know, beggars can't be choosers, you still you still be happy. So that's great. So you think as well, we all joke and laugh going, oh, it must be so good to have such a big dick. But no, the poor guy was having a terrible time, couldn't leave his bed. And was only young, so hopefully he can get on with his... I couldn't even hold, you know, couldn't hold down a job or anything because of it. Poor chap. Oh, this. I don't like this. I've seen the video. Two videos today. One of this woman with spider in her ear. Like an app, she had headache. She had headache. She had a headache. Turned out she had a spider living in her head. And then another one, this woman just had all these maggots pouring out of her head, pouring out of her ears. And then <laughs> this one made me laugh. This is something I would have done as a kid. So this um, kid had this smell coming from his room. And the mum was like, What the hell is that smell? And then all this time, <laughs> the kid's just been pissing in its bottom drawer. That is definitely what I would have done as a kid. In fact, at school, I piss in this girl's tray. You know when you have your trays with all your pens and paper and stuff? At school, yeah, pissed in her tray. She's just a dick, though. And I knew. I knew all day. She kept kicking me in the leg, bothering me. And I just kept looking at her in the eye and thinking, I'm going to piss in your tray later. And she was just like, she didn't have a clue what I was going to do. She just kept annoying me and annoying me. Thinking, why is Harriet being so calm? Because I'm going to piss in your bloody tray. That's why. Oh, it's bloody nightclub. Well, I think it was in Liverpool. But they put hanging bodies out, swinging outside with their with their heads in in bags. Like what? And they've said, oh, it's to show it's to show the uh, the dangers of going out clubbing. Oh, so many problems with that. Well, you're essentially just making fun of mental health by like that's not you're not showing anyone the dangers because if you're that bothered about the danger dangers of heavy drinking you wouldn't you wouldn't be promoting drink like nightclubs promote drink no matter how you want to look at it because that's that's what you sell there'll be offers on in your club that's promoting drink so you can't then go oh these hanging bodies outside, it's to say, oh, you know, be careful because you're drinking. Shut up. Why don't you not close at them in six in the morning, then? If 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 you're that bothered, that's a lot of time drinking. Maybe go, have a, 
all special offer now if you have a little shandy. <laughs> like, ridiculous. You know, drink. I've actively stopped drinking. Like, it's my boyfriend's birthday and he was like, oh, should we get some wine? And I said, oh, I'll get you some wine, but I don't really want any wine. It just doesn't, it just doesn't do good for me. Even, like, the smallest amount, I just... I just get angry and I'm a bit of a dick. This guy has is one against you know like spam mail you get put through your through your door. So he's had a sign saying well don't don't put no junk mail, that was his sign, and then they've just done it anyway. So then he said, Well you're trespass trespassing and then and this is a really good point. He said that if you put stuff through people's letterboxes and it's just hanging out, if the person's away for a bit, it's like really dangerous because it just shows that no one's in. And he won, he won £200 of damages and £50, £50 for something else, but like £250 altogether. I think that's great because it's the first, it's the first time that anyone's won one of those things. And I think with that sort of thing, people think, oh, you're fussing. But, but like I said, I never thought about that. It is dangerous if stuff's hanging out for ages. People do know you're not, you know, you're not there. Oh, the end is nigh like, of this podcast, not of life. You might go eat some more cake. This has been episode 30. You've been as so good as usual. Thank you. Leave a review. That would be great. Follow us on Twitter on Bipolar Happy Pod. Tell your mum, tell your aunt. Out your auntie cook a chicken. Make sure the juices are clear. Before you put it on anyone's plate. Uh, cheers now. Uh, cheers now. Cheers now. Uh, cheers now. That was my podcast. My podcast. Thanks for listening. Download. Share. Tell your pal at the shop. Don't worry. Bye. Happy. My podcast. My podcast.